Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't here for racist. When Tim Miller hit that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. JL Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. Dominic. Puerto Rico, Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. Yeah, so I, I remember you had to send something on Facebook. These are really, really good. Like I said, they come in a, a pack of four. And so they are really good. I, I got one left, and I say that specifically say that one for Roderick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like, yeah, you can't get Hennessy because it comes from, the, you know, the whatever region of France it comes from and they can't seem to get it over here. It's <laughs> happening with the uh, supply chain and stuff like that. And I'm at the point now where I'm only drinking Hennessy VSOP, which is the, mm. that's the second, that's the, I call it the second level of Hennessy. The bottom level, I don't really mess with anymore. VSOP that says the second level. That's the, that's the fifty-five, sixty-dollar bottle. You know what? You know went to the to the top shelf. Uh, yes. No, because there's two bo- There's two above that. Oh. There's the Shannon Sharp one. That's a thousand dollars. Goddamn. Yeah. That one. <laughs> I bet you that shit go down real smooth. Yeah, I don't fuck with that one. And then there's another one above the VSOP that's like hundred and twenty. I don't fuck with that one either. I can't justify buying it in my mind. I'm like, I'm just gonna drink the shit out of this. <laughs> Thank you, Kanye. Is it the XO? Is it the next bottle up? The XO is like 125. Like, I, I can't do this. It won't. Yeah, I won't I, make it last. You know. I, I feel you because, uh, uh, like, uh, shout out to Miss Smart. She says that uh, uh, I have I have what they call a Negro palate, so I like sweet things. Yeah. And so uh, they coming out with a Simply Lemonade that uh, uh, is going to have some alcohol in it. I can't wait for that bitch to come out this summer because me and my mother-in-law are going to tear them, tear them bitches up. I've been seeing y'all at the games. I've been seeing yes! y'all. We've been having so much hey, fun. Hey, stay away, Rod. <laughs> we have... We have been having such a, gone. <laughs> such a good we'll time. see what life looks like with no rod. I still miss him and it's and it's been a, and it's just been an adjustment for everybody, you know, but I have really uh, been having a ball going to the games because we had like a few games left. And, uh, you know, because we watch the numbers here a lot. So some of the numbers and stuff, you know, they've been going down. So we said we go to the games and we got what they call it, the world box seats where you sit up high and look down low on the pores. Yeah. And uh, that is right up my alley because yeah. I'm like, oh, I ain't got to be crushed up. And it have like a um, a buffet where I can go and eat and drink all I want to. And I don't have to be pushing and shoving. I ain't got to, you know, pull out no money. I mean, talk about it. I think I got real food, like yeah, food, yeah. food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that at a baseball game once. It was like the the Diamond Club or whatever it's called. I was like, I can't, I can't go back now. 
to stick with. That's the, the thing. You you don't go down. You you no. only go up. You don't go down. So we yeah. go to less games. But I was like, bitch, I don't care about less games. And every and because uh the sections are smaller, everybody is really attentive. Yeah. And and and, and they don't wear them standard khaki pants and like vests. The people up there with like suits. Like I'm talking like full fledged soup look suits. At, look at Rod's upper lip has disappeared. Rod is not happy. <laughs> they just oh, we can't hear. Oh, we can't out. hear you, Rod. <laughs> and and by the way, Tanya in, in the chat, don't think I'm not going to talk about Cisco. You just what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, right off your mic. Your mic does to... sound better. It's a it, it distorts slightly, but only when you get super loud. So it's, it's I okay. Think it's good don't think is. we're not coming back to that. Girl. And you got to talk into the front of it, not the top of it. On that, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But and, uh, uh, it has I'll let you know been, if it starts fucking up. It has been a a ball going to like the games because uh, I don't know why they did this last game we went to. They was deep. Now I don't know why. I understand, you know. When people come down, like if you're in the bottom level, when people like, hey, these people ain't came and they go down, they they like sit in the empty seats. Okay, cool. But most people wait to like. Is my mic still off? Oh, we can hear you now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not mad. No, I'm not. I'm uh not mad at all, man. I, I love to see Karen out there with my mom and that they're uh, having a good time. Uh, yeah, the only thing I miss is just that. Uh, this <laughs> it took my whole life to be able to get those kind of tickets. And then, of course, the pandemic happens. Right. And then that pushes it back a year. Then we, you know, get we we go to the, to the game, we try to go to the game. The, the seats are just with the people not masking, no vaccine mandate. It's, it's just, uncomfortable. Yeah, yes. it, it was really giving me super anxiety. So I couldn't do that. And then we get OK, we'll even upgrade to these box seats. Now these are like the perfect, like great seats. I love these seats. And then, of course, it's like you got this job and I'm like. Oh yeah, I guess I can't go to those games either. So like I'm it's more like damn, I wish I could go to the games, but yeah. I was I'm glad somebody's using the tickets and uh I'm glad Karen's getting out the house to see people. Go see yeah. the, you go see the Nets play. I'm a Hornets fan, dog. It's, it ain't Brooklyn, just it ain't just basketball, it needs to be my team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh uh the thing is that the seats they're really, really like some of the nicest seats because me and Roger, y'all, me and Roger old school fans. Like, I've been a shot of Hornets fans since like their inception back in 1987, 88. You know, when they talked about him in 86, I was like, yeah, baby. So I remember when Mark Cuban, because we used to be so broke, Mark Cuban, the, the Mavericks was so bad that Mark Cuban used to give tickets away to people. If you came dressed up in Maverick stuff and say, I love the Mavericks, you could get tickets to well, the game. No, you didn't have to be dressed up in Maverick stuff. Oh. You just needed a sign. A said. sign. That's right. Something positive about the Mavericks, and he would pay for your tickets. <laughs> yep, me and Roger used to do oh, that really? to get to the games. Yep, <laughs> yep, because we couldn't afford it. Was that pre Dirk Nowitzki? No, that was. I think that was during Dirk. Like was that, Dirk that was just he was like the cool owner, and that was his thing. Was like you know I'm the cool I'm the cool fucking hip hop owner. I don't know. <laughs> it was I'm the, I'm the radical new school owner, and he was like I'll. I want my team to have home fans wherever they go. So you bring mm-hmm. talked about, sign, being, you talked about being scared of black people in the street. And we mom was like, Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> well, he's, yeah, I, He didn't, he wasn't going to give the tickets out to you personally, you know, yeah. no, no, he wasn't going to give it that to you. No, no. Hey Mark, I want them tickets. He's just running away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. So we've been a fans for a long time. Oh, I know what I was telling you. I'll tell you about a story. So me, the last game me and your mama went to, I don't know why these brothers did this. These brothers try to sneak into these royal box tickets. That was a oh, no-no. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got to give so, it a shot. Right. Yeah, so at least we, once. <laughs> we were sitting there and, and it was these two brothers and they kind of looked out of place from the get go, but I didn't say nothing. And all of a sudden the usher, he walked down and he was like, uh, yeah, uh, can I can I can I see your tickets? And brother didn't produce no tickets. And they walked away. And the next thing you know, a whole family of folk came down there and said that. I was like, oh, because they had been down there since the beginning of the game. I was like, no, nah, you can't do that. If you're going to do that, you got to wait till like the third or fourth quarter when you know ain't nobody going to show yeah. up. You can't you can't do that before halftime. And they showed up, make them brothers get up, too. I said, I don't blame them. These expensive ass seats. No, yes, you're getting up, sir. Right. Now, do they make them? Do they make the, the people go to a different seat or they just kick them out of the arena altogether? No, they don't make they don't kick them out of the ring. They just make them get up from those seats because they was like okay. you you can't produce that you are sitting in these seats. Yeah, yeah, because you, you know. have to have a ticket to get in the arena. Yeah, yeah. So right. like to even be in there, you do have a seat somewhere. Right, it just well, ain't there. Basically, that's a go to your goddamn seat mm. moment. Just yeah, that, yeah, that, fucking around. <laughs> yes, that's that's one of them things. And also, uh, baby, I found out that uh. When we go in, we can actually go in with a because we have we got half season tickets, but we can check in the same area of the full season tickets because that line actually moves quicker. So me and your mama been doing that. So uh, yeah, it's, I thought we did that before we left. I thought we went there a couple the, the last couple of games. We went to that small line, right? Yeah, but it's an even quicker line, like over over oh. to the left. And so uh, one of the ushers that stand out there was like, y'all go through there. So we went on through there, honey. I, I have been I have been living my best life when I be going to the games. I be thinking I'm somebody that be attentive and be assisting and shit and be like, yes, ma'am. Can I help you? I'll be like, yes, you can help me. Got you out of that peasant's line. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I like, mm. the, I like to go again, uh, but I want to go in. Uh, it'll be fun when when we don't have to mask anymore and, and have some semblance of normalcy. Cause uh, then you can really enjoy those seats and and like get they, they the got TVs and, and stuff there. They have buffet. They have like waiters and shit. Like I didn't use any of that. I was like, I ain't dying. Like, <laughs> like unless I get in this bitch like an hour before everybody else get here, I'm definitely not taking no mask off. That's what uh, me and your mama do. Food. We get there real early. We get there about thirty minutes before the game, and so we're able to like get there, enjoy the buffets, and you know, and sit down and eat yeah. and all that stuff before it starts getting crowded. So we're actually able to like enjoy the experience. And one last thing, what's the hose like out there? Hmm. Oh, you know the hose be a full force, my nigga. Hmm. They still ain't stopped. They, they ain't gonna let nothing stop. Oh, Co- they, you, the ice, COVID- they at the ice shanty. They gonna be at the high. COVID yeah. don't COVID don't stop hoes. They put them in ninety five masks on and keep it trucking. Hoeing is recession proof. Everybody knows that. It it is. It's the one thing that has lasted the uh, all of time. (laughs) I had a I had a client that had wizard season tickets, and he gave me a couple of his tickets, and he was four rows behind the behind the backboard on the uh, the visitors down by the visitors bench in the Wizards Arena. So four rows back behind the backboard down by the. Let me tell you something. And when you sit down there, that's you're like, I'm never I'm never going back up there. I'm no, not. Right. I will just not go to a game ever again if I can't right. have. The, just, right. And you realize how big the players are because right. the TV lies. Oh, we went you, and saw we saw the Cavaliers play and LeBron mm-hmm. wasn't even playing at that time. He was just sitting on the bench, but he had like a high seat. And everybody was talking about how oh LeBron has a, like a high. It looks like a throne. I'm like, if you see LeBron up up close, you're like, yeah, he needs an extra big chair. But a <laughs> knees. He can't sit in some little ass. Nobody want that, that knees that in their chest. 
at that age, it wasn't even the knees. Just yeah, he's just a bigger guy. Uh, yeah, one time I had uh, tickets where I was in like the second or third row, and we got to go see the Cavs play when LeBron was here, and uh, Chris Paul was still in college. It was his senior or his last year in school, but he was in the audience, like a couple rows behind us, and. Uh, so it was uh when we were the Bobcats and somebody threw an alley oop that was so terrible that the angle was all fucked up and wrong and LeBron still went up and dunked it and it made it look extra good because the pass was terrible. Yeah. And then as he's running down the court, he points to um to the guy to Chris Paul and um I forget the other his uh, teammate at the time and he's like you coming out here next <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was like that's the coolest shit i've ever seen and this dude was a giant like when you see him it was like oh my god this guy is a this is a seven foot center that can just do shit that michael jordan can do right yeah it's- well you know not according to skip bayless <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah like like tv always makes it seem like you know Ooh, we, we get so used to reading these stats on tv and tv is like he's six foot eight and he's a small forward but when you see it in real life you're like lebron james is as tall as every center in the nba almost yeah yeah mm-hmm. right like and you and thick like you don't want to run into this nigga like is no 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 when he that was the year i believe he uh ran up into detroit uh, in the in the playoffs and, and gave him like forty five points, like he scored like, like twenty three straight overtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just it it isolated like, him every play. <laughs> like, <laughs> everybody was just like, move out of his way. Yes, yeah. it's not worth it. Just mm-hmm. let him have it. <laughs> and that's the thing too. When like we've all like run into someone on the playground who's like six seven six eight, who is lumbering around uncoordinated. They're they're big. But they can't move. And then this these guys are six eight, six nine. They're moving like five eleven point guards better than the the five yes. eleven point guards. It doesn't make any sense. Like I've I've played with people who are big. They're just big. They just take up space. They're flat footed. They have no yes. coordination. To have all that and be able to move just just moving that quickly. It's, that it's amazing. That's why people underestimate the greatness sometimes I think of Kevin Durant, because yeah. Kevin Durant is very long. And for him to take a ball at his waistline and jack it up in like a split second and give you that business, you like, wow, like that's a long distance to go so fast. Yeah, it's and you can't tell on TV. It doesn't look that fast Mm-mm. on TV, but Impossible. it is really quick. Impossible, man. I was watching the uh, NBA ha- uh, All Star shit last night, and they have this thing where it's like a two man ball thing where like. You shoot a shot from one spot, and then you have another guy on your team. He shoots a shot from that spot, and you have to hit the shot and then move to the next shot. And uh, it it was like NBA players look. It makes you feel like we could do it because it's so hard. You know, what yeah. I mean? like, yeah. like yeah. it's so hard. You're like, I can miss layups. This is some bullshit. But it's like, right. you know, these dudes are so good at basketball that, like, I think the the record time last night was 37 seconds, and it was like. Layup, pointer, three pointer in the corner, top of the key, three pointer behind the line, and then like another three pointer, like three feet behind the line. And I was like, they hit all those shots in thirty seven seconds. That's and they're all insane. Yeah, yes. with no practice, no warm up. Like they, they just come straight into the and start playing. Oh, I, I remember when the like, uh... I watched the All Star game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they had this this high jumper out there playing this tall white boy. Did you watch the All-Star? Oh, the celebrity. The celebrity yeah, yeah, game? I watched it. Yeah, that kid. That kid was good. That kid was. Oh good. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was moving, throwing down some good dunks. I don't know who the big dude was that was throwing down the tomahawks. Miles like, Garrett. That who is that dude? Who's He's the who? Cincinnati Bengals like defensive end or something. Yeah, I mean he was throwing down. That nigga had like four sacks. Yeah. <laughs> and and eight and he was throwing down like thunder tomahawks. It's like whoop well, bam. Man, it's it's uh, the I just feel like the NBA doesn't get enough love, and maybe it's because I grew up loving NBA. But celebrity All Star is literally one of the most fun events. It is all of these. All there's no other sport that can do what they did. Like celebrity softball is the same. Like celebrity All Star game, you have women out there, you have children out there. NBA, NFL athletes, WNBA stars, like celebrities, and they're, yeah. they're all just like goofing around playing this, this beautiful game of basketball. And it's like the shots are like worth four points and <laughs> and like, you know, like six points if you shoot a hook shot from here. And she, it's just such a fun video game of of basketball. And they also get the like clowns. Like I love when Kevin Hart's on there. Oh, he's my favorite. I love when he's there because he's a ball to watch. Yeah, it's just crazy that that doesn't get more love. Had to dance. I was like, "What are you doing? (laughs) Y'all are behind, girl." Oh, who (laughs) Tiffany Haddish? Yeah, like, yeah. Did you see? Uh, she was like, "I'm here to have a good time." They gave the MVP out to the uh, Peloton guy, and Tiffany Haddish tried to take them. She was like, "All right, just I want to thank everybody for coming out to see me. You know, I, <laughs> I had a good game tonight." They was like, "Girl, get off the mic. You had two points." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's fun, man. You can't yeah, do that good. with football. Yeah, I, good, I, I'm I looking like at the it. thing online. I guess there was common in that game. Or not last, he, no, not last before. night. It was common is good. He's got good. He handles. is pretty good. His he father. It was a uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, okay. Was the rapper Machine Gun Kelly? <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I'm like. That's how far y'all are. Well, now he's like Megan a, Good. He's like an emo rocker. There's some video with him playing guitar and yeah. You know, he he left rap behind. And not Megan Good. Uh, Megan something else. Karen. Oh, Megan Fox. Fox. put that name of her name up. I didn't know Megan any Fox. of the. I didn't Fox. Know any Thank you, baby. And I knew very few of the guys <laughs> say it like that. I was like, who are all these people? The one who? for me that used to always, I used to always look forward to was uh, Arnie Duncan. Is that his name? The Secretary that dude of Education. Play, well, he played professionally. He played I didn't college. know. That's the thing. Yeah, he played I'm in like, college. But, but it's one of those yeah. things that like, I'm not, I didn't know that fact. Yeah. So yeah. like when they introduce him as Secretary of Education, I'm like, what the fuck this nigga doing out here? Yeah. And then he hit was, somebody with a crossover. I was like, oh, he's taking them to school. I see you, Secretary I was talking of Education. To I was talking to Lambert. <laughs> that was the year that Arnie Duncan was doing like no-look passes and shit like that. And then his team won, and they they gave the uh, the MVP to Kevin Hart. And Kevin was like, I can't take this. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, my fans voted for me, but it's him. <laughs> it's Arnie Dude, Duncan. It's I, not- I love I love stuff like that where it's, it's like, is me. this do good <laughs> you know he can he can play yeah miles Garrett, yeah. he was man he was doing he blocked a couple of shots like like me like get that shit out of here nah, he was on some <laughs> other shit right. watch this here oh snatching the screws out the rim how big is that dude yeah she was hyped <laughs> she was hyped when he when he dunk that shit down she was hyped I don't know who yeah, she he had is. A couple of those. I don't know who she is, but she was out there. Probably like a WNBA like, player. 
Here's another one. Uh, the only no, thing that she couldn't shoot, so she's not WNBA player. Behind the back she had good handles like that, up. but she couldn't shoot. I was like, "Who is this?" The, the only kid. thing is, I really wish uh, they got the TNT dudes to do the announcing. Yes, Charles and the crew. Oh, if it would have been and yeah, they had Richard Jefferson and yeah, it ain't the same. Yeah, they trying, but it's just it's not the Charles same. Charles and them become with the good jokes. Oh, is that Machine Gun Kelly right there? Yeah, it is. Oh. Yeah, that's Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly. But, uh, yeah, he got ripped. And then, uh, Blad Al. He is a basketball player. She that's couldn't shoot. Dude. Maybe she just had an off game. That doesn't mean she can't. Oh, she played in it. She played in the, she played for the Globetrotters. Yeah, she was okay. a Globetrotter. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, she looked like a, uh, a professional nah, basketball she had, so She was out there trying to do the razzle-dazzle. I don't think she was trying to score. Yeah. yeah. Well, the times I saw her, like they fed her up top, which I thought I was like, yeah, feed it to her because she's oh, she's wide open. And then boink, boink. Mm-hmm. I was like, she had oh. an off night. Just had an off night shooting. Yeah. A lot of those. I mean, those plus really it's not, it's not real basketball. It's like Looney Tunes basketball. So mm-hmm. like, yeah. I don't blame anybody for having an off night because it's it's so ridiculous. Yeah. It's not what organized. they're doing, man. Well, some of the motherfuckers come out there like. Uh, Anderson, I never said his name, very Ajao. Yeah, very yeah, He was playing, he was like, I'm here for real, I'm not here to, yeah, Cleveland <laughs> legend. Yeah, they uh, they clowned uh, Kendrick Perkins, clown Richard Jefferson because Richard Jefferson played in the celebrity all star game one year when he was still in the league. And so he was like, Why did you go out there? And he was like, Well, I was in the city, you know, I just thought it was cool. It's like, Yeah, but you was out here playing hard, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody else out here for fun. You, you like you? He said, "What you was mad because you didn't make the All Star team?" <laughs> oh, I only know one speed. I, I play a hundred percent all the time, no matter what practice. He hollering at the celebrities. D up, D up. They like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right, the kid from Blackish, the second kid, the nah, second was... boy on Blackish. Mm-hmm. He just went out on the court and, and started. <laughs> Bill Walton was like, "Don't you get your ass off the court. Get off the court." <laughs> It was like I'm here for fun. Ah, man, <laughs> I love that. Ju- I love that event every year, man. It's just it's so underrated, man. Yeah, and the coaches take it seriously, and I don't think the players are like, well, you know, oh no. Mm-hmm. Nah, one year they had Stephen A. Smith coaching, and the the best part is they mic the coaches up. Yeah, but <laughs> so, like you you get to hear them talking to the players and shit. Stephen A. is talking shit about his own team and shit. Like it's just so. This is so, this is like such a good time, man. Ah. Oh, Miss Tanya said y'all getting snow squalls in the city. In the, right now? Yeah. Squalls. It's cold here, but we ain't getting Oh, shit. Here. It is snowing. Well. You buy some Tims yet, Rod? I got my Uggs. I'm good. Yeah, get you some Tims, baby. How rugged are Uggs? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they're comfortable. They're not Tim material. Hold on. Yeah, they, like, they, 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 don't they listen pumpkin. to Randolph. You don't know what you're talking about. They pumpkin white girls. Uh, <laughs> they Tim's. Rich. I mean, I, yes. I know Uggs are uh, pumpkin spice white girls. They keep your feet warm and they're they're. They do. Uh, they comfortable and soft and furry. Yeah. But I don't know. No, I don't have no. Good. I've never owned a pair of Tim's. So these these my Uggs. Okay, they look pretty rugged. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. These are them Brady's. You know what I'm saying. Now they're not steel toe, so I could have I could have went with something a little more, you know, a little more sturdy, I guess. But yeah. they'll do. I got a I got a pair of a knockoff uh, Payless uh, Payless Tims that are that have held me for a long time. Payless don't exist anymore, so I got these knockoff Payless, 
Tell me for a long time. Oh shit, you got the original those ones. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are nice. You get uh, I kick you upside the head and give you concussion boots. What does yeah, a I got pair a pair of these cost too. these days? I have no idea. What like 100 something, 125, 150? I would assume that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of hoping to make it through April without it snowing too hard. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's kind of the home stretch now. There might be one more storm. That's like what a, I'm saying. Like so, like, people one. try to convince me to buy some fucking, like, Tims and Uggs that I'm going to wear one time and yeah. shit. I'm like, I think I'll be all right, guys. I'll take an Uber that day. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> call it a day. I got these. Oh, they're tight. These are coach, like baby. These are coach, baby. <laughs> Come on, coach. But see, them joints look like you wear them in the snow. That you're gonna be mad. These are not gonna the see the snow. No. <laughs> see, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you like, get mad because they're stained. Yeah, I will be mad. <laughs> they're not gonna see the snow. <laughs> you know, no, not at all. No, never know. They won't see the snow. Plus, if I get Tim's, I have to start saying shit like dead ass. This is too much. Yep. <laughs> dead ass me. <laughs> I think the one the one adjustment I made when I moved to New York was I finally discovered the value of a scarf oh so yeah I was, I was oh i like a, a good scarf, scarf. exactly felt they ain't gonna see snow <laughs> i was never a scarf guy before new york and I, I haven't been one since i moved back from new york but those long ass walks on those cold nights yeah. makes a huge difference yeah. just my parents came up my parents came up. up one christmas we were in new york and uh my parents and amy's parents came and we were walking in times square and uh, my dad didn't have a scarf. He was like, oh, my throat. So I gave him my scarf. And I was like, oh, fuck this. I went and bought another <laughs> scarf immediately. I was like, oh, fuck this. I said, here, Dad, put this on. And then I stood there for a few minutes. I was like, oh, that was stupid. Well, that's the <laughs> thing about New York. Like, if it, if it gets cold enough, suddenly there's a bunch of people selling scarves and gloves. Yeah. If it starts raining. They pop up out of nowhere, ground. Everyone's selling an umbrella. Like, I don't know where Anywhere. they come from. But suddenly umbrellas are out when it's when there's rain in the forecast. You can yeah, always then somebody gonna forget. For me, it just seemed like you need layers. Yeah. Like you just need layers. This is like the ability to to take layers off is important because the first day at work I had thermals on. Oh no. Jogging pants and uh uh like a this really warm sweater thing because I knew yeah. it was gonna be cold. And then as soon as I got to the office, it was 80-something degrees in there. I was like, well, this is a mistake. This is a, <laughs> yeah. this is a very bad decision. I should have. What you been aware get is that what you get is the long coat, the duster coat that goes down. Yeah, to like that's what your they say. You get the long coat. That way it cuts the wind. And you just take that bitch off and you're good. Yeah. Well, now I just layer up and just get to the office, take off my jacket or whatever, and I'm good. Yeah. You yeah. need that duster. You I'm a, I'm a come and visit and knowing me I'm a dust buster whatever I don't like the coke and kiss my ass. So well, by the I'm time by the time unless you're going soon, yeah <laughs> I don't yeah I think, I think people have overstated the code so that yeah I, it made it too like they made it such a big monster and then I got here I was like this ain't even why y'all was acting like this shit was the Hoth planet in Star Wars. <laughs> It's fine. I think it's also it depending on where you are in the city, that wind starts coming down those narrow streets and it's the mm. it's that just out of nowhere heavy wind hawk. that that gets you because it, it just doesn't have anywhere to go on in the in the city. So if it's not that if it's not like that, you're fine, especially if you're walking, because it'll keep you warm anyway, just walking around right. and stuff. Yeah. So it's been fine. If it if it gets that cold, I'll just take over. It's it's really yeah, like it ain't that bad. Where it's, it's like, I like one day I got up and it said, uh, 11 degrees feels like six. I was like, all right, yeah, so this, this, oh, that's, that's, cool. that's what seven degrees difference. I think we'll be okay. <laughs> six seven degrees feels like, 
feels Veronica, like six degrees. Veronica P. Shout out to Veronica P. Who's now in. Um, Chicago is cold because the wind comes right in off that fucking lake. And that mm. shit is no joke. Yeah, imagine being <laughs> a prostitute on that joke. lake, you know? Yeah, you got to turn a lot of tricks. Stay warm. There you go. <laughs> Just to stay warm. <laughs> Told you they got prostitutes there too. That never fails. They going to find a job uh, somewhere. What's in our mailbag, Andy? You know, we got, I was actually just checking. We got a couple. What's in uh, the mailbag? We got a couple comments today. <laughs> mail got, time, mail time. <laughs> need a mailbag jingle. <laughs> hey, it's our mailman. What do you got for us today? And a guy walks in and hands me shit. <laughs> like, like it's Pee Wee's Playhouse or something. Um, <laughs> got a comment on, uh, on YouTube from. Uh, well, on last week's Monday episode from Nicole. Awesome episode. Andy, I feel like you gave us a taste of a Woke Files episode. Would love to hear the full one when you're ready. Um, I talked about my family dysfunction a little bit on Monday last yeah. week. And then yeah. we, got, we can do that. It's always the know. same reaction when I tell people that's those that one story. What? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I didn't even know about it until I was like 25. <laughs> but, uh, also, like you're telling us but because you it's new to us, not you. Right. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, I know the reactions. <laughs> yeah, we're reactions. processing it for the first time. Going, oh, word. <laughs> so uh, we also got a comment from Raphael. Did you any? And I haven't uh, actually listened to this yet. But he said, "Does anyone? Did anyone catch Mark Maron's podcast with Roy Wood Jr.?" Yes, it's good. I believe that you all will love it. Great points about justice reform and National Guard from Roy, amongst other topics covered. Also, family secrets. Roy unpacked a lot. I see, yeah, I haven't listened out. to it. It's in the queue. Yes, it's good. Also, it's uh, a lot of what Roy was saying about being on the road. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Roy was out there on the road for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I The one time I did a show with Roy, I think he was a road comic. That was a tragic show for me. But uh, another story for another day. Uh, Raphael. He, even, he don't even sound like the way he used to sound back then at all. Like on stage, you mean, or just on stage? He sounded like Herbie, <laughs> or Herbie sounded like him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Herbie kind of had. And I mean, Herbie started in Florida, where Roy was doing a lot of shows. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, he um, had another. He had a whole another kind of cadence, is what he has now. And then we got on last week's Thursday episode. Raphael said, "Now, what do y'all think about this tech? Pack your bags, people, and head over to Africa, Zanzibar, to be exact. Let's go." And he linked this article, which when I saw the, I looked at it. I was like, this has to be, this can't be real, right? Let me see. Let me pull it up for you guys. Seems like it's not real, but who knows? Zanzibar receives Africa's first EDE COVID scanners. Hmm. They point something at you. The government of Zanzibar received EDE COVID scanners from Abu Dhabi, Dubai, on Wednesday morning at 6.30 a.m., I don't know why we need to know that part. Um, the EDE scanners employ a technology that can detect the possible COVID-19 infection by measuring electromagnetic waves, which change when the RNA particles of the virus are present in a person's body, therefore providing an immediate result. This will come as a relief to thousands of COVID-negative tourists who will be assured you, dude. an accessible entry into Zanzibar without the trouble of enduring an uncomfortable nose swab. Um I feel like we would have heard about this technology, though. Yeah, I'm like, is this real? Because I ain't heard this. African.business? African.business. Yeah, how uh, how reputable? What else is on this site? What are the articles? 
Uh, okay, let's go up to the top and see what's trending on African business today. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, they got President Macron. Okay, got news from Congo, DRC. Uh, well, that's African business right there. Yeah. So, African, African startups, billion. Okay. Nigerian that growth. Looks, so that hot. looks pretty reputable. That looks because uh, you know. Chaos turns Tunisia. Yeah, sometimes you click sometimes on that, you click on like, these sites, and then the next article is like COVID gave my cousin AIDS. It's like, oh, okay, this is a <laughs> that's fake not, site. Yeah, that's not how this goes. No, Only I will say this: my South uh, Africa. All right, my virus scanner has not flagged anything at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you might be so you might be good. Hey, no, uh, no offense, Raphael, but you know everybody get got, including myself. <laughs> so it wouldn't. It's not even like a personal swipe. Just I've, I've seen some it seems, shit. Right. It, seems, it seems legit. I feel like we've all shared something after seeing a headline that we agreed with and then went, oh, yeah, yeah, that probably is not a website, huh? I've never seen a dot .com, dot .cum. I've never I seen, seen it. <laughs> I Googled this email. Now let's some X's in front of it. There were some privacy concerns about it. I, I, I guess I can pull mm. those articles up, too. It was... It didn't, it didn't quite make sense. Someone said that the person was scanning them from their phone. Uh, like taking pictures of them and people weren't sure what was going on. I also saw something. Um, it, I can't remember where I saw it now, but it was something where like, like you put a sensor in a room and it's supposed to be able to tell who's shedding coronavirus. Okay. Like if it's in the room, I was like, that's interesting. But then it sounds like you can't make it very specifically targeted. So now you just know coronavirus is in the room with you. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that is, Enough to be like, all right, well, I'm out this fucking room. Right. <laughs> right. I don't like, know oh. who's doing it. It might be me doing it, but uh, until I know this room, room, I'm just gonna it say just it's turns into a game of clue. Who did it? Yeah, it's just like it? who got the Rona? <laughs> who spread it? <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of here. Or maybe and they just, none, they just and have... none of y'all follow me. Let <laughs> say it like that. <laughs> Up on the wall, they got one of those scanners from the movie Aliens, where it's just yeah. like shows them clo- shows the COVID closing in. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> Your particles floating around. Game them. over, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it, man. It should be in the room by now. <laughs> it's in the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> I think it got me. Um, Mark commented, "Why do the." Why did the ice shanty sex workers sound like diner waitresses? <laughs> Do you think some uh, enterprising entrepreneurs went to the Canadian trucker convoy? I mean, well, possibly. I mean, never leave money on the table. That said, I've always thought those off-grid men only trips were just a subtext that really just changes WHO should go out there, kind of like the conservative cr- conventions. Uh, always a few young men leaving on a mission. It seems like some of them might have been there more for the um, for the the extracurriculars than the actual fishing, you know, the ice, whatever they're yeah. called, ice shanty fishermen, ice shanties, <laughs> the shanty. And then we got uh, a couple comments. Actually, it's, I think it's one long comment from Damien mm-hmm. uh, earlier today. Hey, gang, gang, I really love the show. You, you've been making some fairly shallow comments about the members of the black manosphere and how the followers of the tenants are just lost incels. Regardless of the grift being presented by these dating coaches, there's a real issue within the dating market. Finding someone, trusting someone, uh, what kind of access to give them to your life. I believe your blind spot comes from the fact that you're all, all the hosts slash participants are married, not just married, but married for a long time. Is, and in is this a man saying that's this? A, yeah, that's, yes, Damien, I think he was in the chat. It's a, man, it's a man saying this? 
Yeah. It's a man, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, okay. I, yeah, I believe it's a man. If you don't shut the fuck up with this nonsense, <laughs> come on, man. I think he was a chat earlier. The, the dating game has always been exactly what it is. It ain't changed since the beginning of the game. It wow, is. he left. He left because man. he knew we were going to read his feedback. I don't know. On, he was. Man. I mean, he, he Damn, left his comment on Patreon. I'm not man, even a third of the way the, through it. Tell me what the issues were. I'm not even a third of the way through it. Uh, not just married, but married for a long time. And in Rod and Karen's case, had a very limited experience with other people. And that's oh, great for you all. But those of us that are still unmarried and mature adults are going through therapy um, and going through therapy, have watched this dating pool change and flow into something completely different than what it was when we started this journey for love slash black love. I started writing this in defense of the black manosphere with what has positively impacted me. Not look at, accepting look at Dr. April in the chat room. <laughs> hold on. I'm not even halfway through. Not accepting sign language as an acceptable personality trait for a BW. I see myself with a long-term relationship. This was not something I had recognized prior to watching some of the YouTube videos, as this is something my mother has done to every man she's ever known. The manosphere isn't just about being a shitty alpha male and dogging women out, but also to me about recognizing your own value as a man and what you can slash should find acceptable or tolerable in a mate how to think more critically about what is presented in someone's dating profile, how to hold yourself accountable about your choices and being more honest about your goals for the relationship. That's fine. I, um, you know, go ahead. I'll let, let me just, finish. yeah, just finish this last part. Uh, quote, what does a relationship look like with this person that travels work, has children, is introverted slash extroverted, et cetera. Should I have the answers for all these questions before I swipe or do I just want to smash? I'm rambling, but in the meantime, I'll share this video. I literally just watched about the death of black love and what real relationship goals look like. Thanks for listening and keep up the good work. Uh, the video is... All right. um, well, uh, listen, first Brian, of all, I will give you credit for uh, for for writing this letter and sending it to us, knowing <laughs> that we might roast you. I'll give you credit for that. Yeah. He's, a, I, he's a patron. So yeah, I know. Not to the roasting. <laughs> I give you credit. Not and to my, the roasting. And my thing is this. From the get go, for the fact that you feel like you have to defend this is a problem from the beginning because you're going through therapy. These people ain't going through no goddamn therapy. They out right. here just with the fuck shit. They out here doing crazy shit. And you're dismissing women's complaints when you do this. You're dismissing women that have had to deal with this because it's a woman saying, OK, these are the things that I've had to deal with. Not that men don't deal with anything online. Remember, not, you not, brought not, this on yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying any of that, but for the fact that you felt like you have to defend shitty ass men and, and sometimes as a woman, this gets fucking irritating, you know, and and just like when, you know, black men go, you know, all cops and then you have the blue lives matter. That's how women feel when it comes to men. You be like, this man ain't shit. Then all of a sudden, all the good men come out the blue trying to defend an ain't shit man. If he ain't shit, just let him be ain't shit and let him sink on his own boat. You know, and she, and she's 100 percent on she's she's 100 on that one. Stop defending ain't shit people. The fact that you're in therapy tells us that you're not a not shit person, or at least you're trying to be a not shit person. So why would you defend not shit people? Not shit people ain't trying to change. None of these, none of these motherfuckers out here talking to this shit about the dating. Fuck out of here with this nonsense. They're not trying to be better. So I ain't trying to fuck with them. I mean, they, they are what they are. They're telling us what they are. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in what my Angelou says. When the motherfucker shows you what they are, you fucking believe them. Believe them. Now you tell me this is who you are, then this is who the fuck you are. And I, I'm just going to go with what the fuck you say. I'm not parsing the shit that you say or trying to figure out. And as Dr. April says, from the tone of your letter, 
we none of us here think you're part of this bullshit. No, so keep it for the bullshit for you're not well, that's, part that's of that's what I mean. So fuck them. That conversation we had on the podcast about that was about this one article written in L magazine. All right, uh, about one woman's experiences um, with the black manosphere. Now it's a sphere. So it's probably got a, a lot of uh, little corners and a wide ranging thing. And I'm sure not everyone is like uh, uh, the mad, mad bus driver who I just pull up the article, uh, you know, because we even talked about that day. They were bashing Kevin Samuels for letting a woman talk on his show. So right. there are even different within that group within that area are even are more not shit people inside the group of not shitness. But when it gets down to. um like this mad bus driver, he had all these quotes about um, don't date American black women. It gets into anti-woman, anti-black woman. It's one thing to to work on yourself, but then to sort of turn um, aim at women and make them the problem is that's where it gets a little. That's sort of not just a little. That's where it starts to get toxic. And again, that's not necessarily what Damien's doing, but that's what this article was about. And that right. part of the manosphere is there, and it's very loud. And mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it's anti-woman and anti-black woman. That was this whole article. That's right. a real thing. I mean, these people it, are out there. They're, they're it, quotes it, it are is. It is. And, uh, and where is the fucking smoke for them? Right. Like, why are you, you writing into us? Why are you not writing in on YouTube saying right. when you said don't pick an American black woman? But if you are a black man, because you're going to be part of permanent undercut. Where's that email? You know what I mean? Like, why the fuck well, did we you write that email? And we just don't know. Said. Did you write that email? Yeah. We, and yeah. I'm not and I'm not going to feel bad for anything I said about these niggas. And I don't give a fuck if I was a virgin that never slept with any women, <laughs> let alone <laughs> let alone being with the same woman and, 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 and experience life for the last 43 years or whatever. Like there's right and there's wrong. This shit that these men are saying are wrong, is wrong and it's right. dangerous. Right, and I right. mean, I understand there's crossover between all this shit on the internet. There's people that listen to Three Guys On and listen to Blackout Tips that go and pl- click on Kevin Samuels and, and go, he's he's telling me to be a high-value man and shit like that. I can't make your mind up for you. I can only present an alternative point of view, but in no way is it about experience for these niggas. Like, some of these dudes are just moving the the goalposts and changing and rebranding every five years, whether it be pickup artists, incels, men's rights activists, meninists, and now the black man of spirit. This is the this this has been a thing for years, and this is just the latest iteration. When I said that I was kind of like on the fence about even covering these type of dudes, that's what I meant was just like they're not new to me. Like, this is just the latest grift. And I feel like you being taken in, Damien, if I'm being real, bro, they, they, this is part of the grift is to tell you a little bit of something that sounds like, oh, that's not that bad. I, I do need to value myself. And then it makes you drink the gallon of poison with that spoonful (laughs) of sugar that's telling you that black women ain't shit. And I will never feel bad about that. And it's not just because I'm with Karen. Um, that I'm not that I think it's whack for people to f- talk bad about black women and we should not excuse that shit as just part of the game or like you just trying to teach me how to believe in myself. Why does believing in myself have to come at the expense of my sisters? So that's, that's not to me, this shit doesn't else. it doesn't quite make sense 
And it's it's a bit disappointing that that you took that from that conversation, a conversation where literally the quotes we were responding to were there's going to be two types of black people in the future. One's going to be blackest, one's going to be traditionally black, the permanent underclass. You know what that's going to be? No disrespect. If you're a black man who needs to who needs to save himself, go on ahead because you can't save it. It's ingrained. You got to let it the black race die out because they don't want to change. And I'm so and you're looking at me like, Rod, how how could you have that reaction on the podcast? It's like, well, look what we were reacting to. It's, they weren't right. giving us a lot of uh, the, the whatever that shit you were saying about if if, they, if the quotes would have been, hey, black men, take care of yourselves and and be responsible with your choices. We would all been like, yeah, we can we can agree with that. Right. And the thing is, not one time as any of these men and, and, and this is not the person to write in, but the but the group that he's defending. Not one time as any of these men did any self-reflection. Go, I need to change. Maybe I got problems with women. Maybe maybe my sister did me wrong. My mama did me wrong. Maybe I grew up and watched my mama get her ass whooped. So all of a sudden my views on women is really, really fucked up. You know, nobody It's always black women. You need to change. And, and as a black woman, that's fucking irritating because the time I've been born, I've been told I'm not shit. I'm not trying to be funny. From the time I've been born, I've been told close your legs, Stay away from little boys. Little boys is a problem all my life. That's all I've been told. You are worthless. You are valueless. The, and the police shooting you. Your, 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 your men don't treat you right. Like that's all I've ever been told. So from my perspective, it's going to be completely different. From somebody that has never had to deal with sexism. Yes, everybody deals with racism, but nigga, you have never dealt with sexism. So until you deal with sexism, that's when that's when you holler at me. Yeah, these niggas are talking about the Moynihan report. Like this, like what, what, what? So when you read this article, you were like, yeah, but they got some good points too, or what? Like, I just want to understand. And like, where does that, yeah, come or, or is from? that just like a fringe part of the manosphere that got right. publicity because it was a, a, a right. juicy article, you know? And if so, then why do you equate them with that? You right, know what I'm right, saying? Like, right. because it's like, if someone said podcast, it's like if someone wrote an article, like I went on a date with a podcaster, it was terrible. And it turned out the podcaster was Joe Rogan. I wouldn't be like, I can't believe y'all reacted that I'd be like, yeah, well, that's Joe Rogan. That's that's what he do. It's not really representative of me. Like, give me the evidence that, that it's not. You know what I mean? Kevin Samuels, I, I you know, as I was brought up on the show, Kevin Samuels is not harsh enough for them. Mm-mm. And, and that go dude's pretty enough. fucked up. <laughs> the greater the greater question for me is is the one was asked at the very beginning is well where's your smoke for them you yeah. seem to have smoke for us it's polite smoke but your smoke is for us but where's your smoke for them and why why do you find do you find um solidarity and brotherhood with them and you can say you don't find brotherhood with them but you're you're trying to defend them i don't right. defend people that i don't fuck with you know? and and keep in mind like that brotherhood is how they rope you into the other shit. That's right. the gateway drug. You right. feel because here's the thing about dating. You can't ex, you can't you cannot separate the fact that you have not just privilege, but entitlement as a man. And the way we approach things because society is geared towards us is this idea of like conquest, this idea of ownership, this idea of pursuit. And so this thing happens in dating where you go. I'm not getting what I'm supposed to be getting, which is women's attention, women's sex, women's time, all that shit. And you start cycling up within yourself, repeating. And now it's like, what the fuck is wrong with these women? <laughs> like, yeah. like it never, like it never I'll really truly why, crosses over you, to you. Exactly why you ain't, why you ain't succeeding in the dating market. You ain't succeeding, you ain't succeeding in the dating market because you don't know who the fuck you are. 
Remember, remember back when you were a kid in school and you there was always one dude in your group who always had a girl who always who could say anything he wanted to a girl. He could get the girl to just and it was just amazing. Everybody. I don't know how that he said, but if you really think about that guy, that guy knew who he was. Even at that age, he knew who he was and he knew what his place was. You and don't I mean, know what and, you are. You don't know what well, your place is. Go ahead. I mean, it we sounds like, like you're trying to figure the shit out by going to therapy and, and excellent for you. Right. But there's no reason for you to put a cape on for these motherfuckers. But we don't know also, like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, the, this idea that modern dating, we've talked about this. I couldn't do dating apps. Modern mm-hmm. dating might be different, but there are it's, things that are always the same. Yeah, I had that, a bit that's the thing years I was about ago. to say. Dating is dating. I had a bit years the, ago. Back the in, tools of dating may be different. <laughs> back in but 98 it, i had a bit about guys who say women don't want me because i'm a nice guy and the punchline was like women don't want you because you're a loser right. now that bit was about me because i found mm-hmm. myself complaining to myself like I, I did all the things you're supposed to do you know like which is what th- this terminology becomes high value and all that stuff but also i mean damon's right in in the sense that none of us are in the dating world i've been with my wife since 2000 and she's the only the first serious relationship i've ever had um, but this kind of notion, which is like you become, you make yourself high value or you become a good person, you do the work on yourself and now you're ready to present yourself to the world. You, and now, now you want to get women and you start getting maybe upset if you don't get women, what you start to find out once you get into relationships and once you get married is you're always growing. You don't like grow and now I'm ready for marriage. You're always growing. You and your partner now are growing together or apart and you have to bring yourselves back together from time to time because you realize you've grown apart. It's a constant thing. Uh, Keeping a marriage going for a long time is constantly working on yourself and making sure you're you're bringing value and all that stuff. It's not just something that only happens in the dating world or only happens in the dating world in the year 2022. Also, the goalpost is moving though, right? Like, none of our opinions count because we're happily married right which yeah. by the way i re- which by the way i reject wholeheartedly Me i mean it's kind of but but you know what i'm saying I, 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 that's what, what i'm was saying like you don't understand the 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 lengths you have to go to to stay in a marriage well also it makes it sound like we're not witnesses to the world either yeah like we right. haven't seen like we don't have friends family we don't observe the the changes in dating we don't observe the things that happen online and social media like we're, we're still human and here and just because we're not pursuing to be with other people doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that we're not we can't witness shit and then yeah. the other thing is so the experts are all these bitter ass lonely single men clowning women every day that's I'm a discount what Randolph had to say, but this nigga that bangs on women five days a week on YouTube, he's spitting facts. That's what it's like. No, that's your entitlement talking. That's your bitterness talking that's connecting with that man. And so I think you're talking about being in therapy and stuff. That's what therapy is about. It's about giving people the tools to deal with that shit because that's you fighting you. Even what Randolph said about like, uh, if you know yourself, you'll find somebody. Maybe. Like, it, it is a crapshoot. I'm not acting like it's easy. I feel very lucky and blessed. But it, but at the same time, you're defeating yourself when you turn the whole thing into, like, women are the problem. And I and and and, and I'm, I want to be with one, but I'm pursuing them as if they are fucked up to start. Like, 
then that that's why you're not going to catch these women because your attitude right away is already telling them, I think you're a fucked up person just by the nature of you having uh, being the opposite gender or being a, the, the, the gender I'm pursuing. All I do is listen to how fucked up you are from uh, from other men all yeah. day. They they sense that it, you're yes. not in the chat room right now. It's, they were reading your letter. Every woman in the chat room that was typing was immediately like, oh, no, that's not a marriage thing. That's not a Rod is with Karen thing. That's not an Andy. That's a sign. That, that That is women who are also in the dating pool, women who are married, women of all types going, I am repulsed by what you are saying to me and about me right now. That Don't blame me for that shit. Don't, don't write the podcast like we did that. That's you, fam. And you got you to gotta own that. Well, the path too is, is I, you know, I did the work on myself. I recognize that I have deficiencies. I do the work on myself and now I'm ready to be a good, whatever partner, husband, boyfriend, whatever the case may be. And then if that doesn't happen, now I'm blaming, like, you know, it's like, it's like I, now someone has to be blamed for that someone has to be wrong right. for that because i did all right. the work because because i just... can't i can't be the problem i, yeah, I i'm right. i'm with you andy because also the thing is a lot of men act like women can't pick up vibes which a lot of women mm. do a lot of women they pick up your vibes like they can tell if you ain't shit they can tell if you misogynistic they can tell you know like they can pick up sometimes without you even saying the word or sometimes women listen Women have to be aware of men at all times because for a lot of women, you are the death of us. So we have and, got to know you. And I, the reason I started out by talking about the men rights activists, we used to have one. They used to write our show and they would mm-hmm. say shit like this. And it's the reason I brought it up is because he's going, y'all been in the game. Y'all don't know. It's changed out here. Ain't this changed. attitude you have is the oldest attitude in the world. It ain't changed. This ain't new. Just because it got to YouTube and they changed the language around it, the attitude, the underlying, I hate you changed. women, but I want you women. That right. attitude that these guys are selling, that shit has been around since you could write a book, since since men could talk to men. And they it's always always been that. They always couch it in like uh, like dating in the 2000s. Remember, sex in the 90s. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like this era is different. It's unique right. than any it's like, other So era. let me guess. Um, are the similarities that women need to change and men are the ones who are right and they're the ones that are making us be bad? Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's, oh, okay. it's like, well, I, men need to change, but we did change and we still can't get a woman. So they're right. going after those 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 assholes. They're going right. after the the guys who are the wrong guys. And by the, and and by the way, Damien, I, I you look look. You don't want that I woman, by the way. You don't want you. the woman who makes bad choices. <laughs> I right. applaud you for uh, coming to us with this. You clearly knew what you was gonna get. You've been listening to us for a while now, <laughs> so you knew you knew this is where we were gonna be. Yeah, he was like, "I'm gonna miss the Thursday episode. I catch this on Thursday." <laughs> so the fact, I think, I mean, there was someone named Damien in the chat. I don't know if it was him. So the fact Monday, that so. you even came here, brought this to us, would tell me that you want to hear this. You know what I'm saying? I knew what the fuck we was gonna bring to you, man. You clearly, we're not, we're not those people. At least we're not anymore. You know, uh, Doctor April's in the chat room. Listen, we're not toxic. I've done a lot. Of, I've done a lot of wild shit in my day. Okay, I don't yes. shy away from that. This is what it is, man. But you got to grow out of that shit, dog. Right. And again, you say you try. You sound like you're trying to grow out of the well, shit. Well, yeah. I so. mean, he's he's recognizing pathologies in in his mother, and you know, maybe this that's the thing. Maybe this this world has opened his eyes to things that will ultimately be helpful to him. 
that's possible. You know, it's just that we weren't necessarily talking about that, that aspect of it. We were talking about, you know, this bigger thing. And also specifically this article that was written that had direct quotes from some of these guys. Yeah. And it seemed the to whole be article was just fiction. Big names in that world. Maybe they're not big names, but they seem to be, uh, you know, have people who have followers in that world, put it that way. And then like, even and that's the thing if they would have wrote an article about the like i forget what it's called but the equal opposite black women that hate the black men mm-hmm. if that would have been the article it'd be like the black woman's fear about how they hate they they call black men bullet bags and say they're all gonna die i'm pretty sure the podcast would have been like that's bad that's yeah, not good, the same that's shit. Not good either oh, like it's not yeah, like we were up sitting too. up here being like yeah. Uh, totally unfair to the black man of spirit. It was like, dude, these guys are saying horrible things. And if you expected us to read or hear those things and just be like, well, in all fairness, they got a point like that. Th- what show have you been listening to? Right. That's not what we that's not where we're yeah, at. No one thinks that all this gender war shit is so whack in, in general. But obviously the guys who seem to be profiting the most and getting the most exposure are going to be men, but all this shit is whack to me. I hate, I hate all this bullshit, especially between black people. We, we, we can afford it the least, you know what I mean? Like, like we, we can afford to be fighting these fucking stupid ass battles the least. And that, and I don't mean it's equal 50, 50. I just mean like, I want if men, men as men, we should be deprogram ourselves with this bullshit and I think it will only be better for us. It will only be better for us if we deprogram ourselves with shit like don't marry a black woman because you're going to blah, blah, blah. That's, so, that's such stupid shit. Yeah. 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 Uh, Any other emails? You got to give <laughs> well, anybody else's get, work? We did get, um, hold on, let me pull it up. We just got one email uh, a little while ago. Um, <laughs> not about my that. previous email. <laughs> not about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, three guys on. Could you guys not read my comment? I've reconsidered. Ah, oh, shit. Too late. So, uh, no, Aisha sent us an email. Um, hey, three Geo fam and socks. Enjoyed the shows last week. As always, listen to Romaine ranting uh, after him being MIA for a while, trying to raise some toddlers was definitely a welcome treat. Episode 1086 was especially dope. By the way, the, the title of this email is Does Andy Klein Need a Hug? Um, oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry, Andy. One more thing. Yeah, go ahead. If your goal is to be married, hopefully, or something happily, and you see Andy, me, and Randolph, Romaine, people like that that you respect saying this is some bullshit, think about that. All right, go ahead. Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe our formula works. Um, I just said when Andy was giving, uh, Oh, wait, episode 1086 was especially dope. However, I wasn't expecting it to be so deep when Andy was giving candid background about his upbringing and his family. I couldn't help but yell out, oh, my God, and what the fuck, multiple times. Uh, it reminded me of something Uncle Randolph said years ago on the podcast about Andy's dad not loving him. Um, he just doesn't show it that much. Damn, Uncle Randolph was right. On top of Andy recently losing his mom, I can't help but empathize and give Andy a virtual hug. I know all too well about growing up in an angry house and not wanting to be angry, but Andy also as a Virgo, I would hate for you to push all that anger down and blow up one day over something small like Popeye's running out of Cajun sparkle. 
First of all, that's legit. Um, That's more more me than Andy. But like Andy said, that would be a thing to get mad about. (laughs) If if I ever Uh, see Andy get mad, I was like, oh, is the world coming to an end? What's what's happening here? Somebody did something. That's why he's mad. I feel like if Andy goes off, it'd be like that movie Falling Down with Michael Douglas. (laughs) You're probably saying it's such a cool voice. You'd be like, oh, he's mad. No, no, he's mad. Even though he ain't raising his voice. I go pull up that panel on the floor. You're like, oh, you got a bunch of guns in here? it can't just be him yelling about Cajun Sparkle. it has to be like him being like this is the day i kill everyone right uh he gonna be like john wick he gonna be he gonna he gonna put it up and all of a sudden you're gonna see him <laughs> digging y'all better run uh i just said condolences to your family andy on the passing of your mother love the show and keep putting out the fire ass heat rock your girl from the shy aisha um yeah i think uh what did she say here yeah, the thing about me not getting angry is not I don't bottle it up. I just process it very quickly. That's just kind of the way I've uh, like I don't sit in it. I don't stay angry very long. I'm angry for right. like two or three minutes, and I'm like, okay, uh, how do we fix this? And I'm all about problem solving at that point. I will say I felt that ever since my brother died, which was almost six years ago, now six years of next week, I have felt more angry in a very general, low-level sort of a way. Not something that anyone would recognize, but to recognize it within myself. But it's not enough to sort of change like my personality or anything. But again, I, I sit in it for a very short amount of time. And then I'm just like, okay, this is the problem. Let's fix the problem. Why? What why else happened? Uh, what else happened about six years ago? Hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> Donald Trump's election. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, feels like yeah. the world has been. Uh, I feel like the pr- appropriate response to everything is 2016 is a general yeah. level of anger that is yes. always there, like a low, <laughs> yeah, always like a, unceasing, a low level, just not tolerating the bullshit yeah. as much. Yeah. yeah. Who are the yeah. people? Who don't have a low level of anger since 2016? I'd like to meet those people. I would like to meet. To them know too. like I'm, what the fuck is I'm wrong. I'm very with much. Them. I'm very much Bruce Banner with it right now. Right. <laughs> I've been yeah. Bruce Banner with it for a while now. It's just I'm always angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, but I am. I, I'm more like you, uh, Andy, in that I I process anger fast. I think it. I don't know. It freaks people out sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've had that people like not understand that before like you know a lot of the times but it's just i don't know if i decided to be that way or it kind of became that way because of what was going on in my house i, I was always that way as a kid even before mm-hmm. my family my family got dysfunctional like i was always kind of quiet i was always trying to fix things and solve problems i like puzzle games that's why i'm playing wordle every night at midnight and now cordal cordal is my new shit but it's because i'm always trying to solve the puzzle that's why i like comedy how do you make this this funny, this serious thing funny. So yep. anger falls into that in my brain is like, and this I, doesn't I need know to be happening. For know? me as a kid, the comedy was the compromise I found between my mom and dad too. Yeah. Cause like things that were funny, both of them could kind of get behind things that were funny. You know, yeah. like everyone has to admit this is funny. And then you can start a common ground of at least peace and safety, quote unquote, or what felt like it to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it might not have been peace and safe, but it felt like, all right, we're laughing, right? This yeah. is good. I mean, for me, bonding with friends, like there was our whole relationship was quoting movies and TV shows and stand-ups, it was quoting Eddie yeah. Murphy bits and and George Carlin and all that stuff. And looking back, it's like, oh, we didn't really all we did the whole time, well, you know, working at Popeyes or whatever, we would just walk around quoting, 
you know, what we saw on TV, like some comedy, like that, that was the common ground for me with a lot of people is just comedy is, is, you know, the one thing we can all agree on, but which is probably what drew me to be a comic, but do, I was, even, do you do this too? Where like you recognize you're angry, but almost like a third person, like almost like a car- a video game character has a meter and you're like, I think this is anger. I'm feeling at the moment. Like I had that happen. The other, <laughs> there was some shit with the writing on the show where uh, there was like some conflicting points of view. People had at the top and it, and I was trying to make sure everybody was like happy. But then when I went to go write the shit, I was like, but they said, do this. They said, do this. Yeah. Wait, this doesn't make sense. And and I'm just like sitting in a room like, why am I, what is this feeling welling up inside of me <laughs> about the frustration of being unable to write this without proper instruction? I was, and it's like, it clicked. I was like, oh, I'm, I think I'm upset. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. I should go talk to them. Once I get the instructions, I'll no longer, I'll be no longer upset. And that's exactly what happened. But it took like 20 minutes for me to realize that that what that's what that emotion was. Yes. And, yeah. and that's for me. Like when I say the last few years, I've, I've been, had a low level of anger. Um, that process is a little slower than it used to be. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it used to be like someone cuts me off in traffic, for example, immediately that voice is like, it doesn't matter. You're never going to see this person again for the rest of your life. It's completely irrelevant. In 10 minutes, you're going to forget it anyway. Why be angry? And now it's like, start to get angry. And then the voice kicks in like, what are you doing? This is irrelevant. You're never going to see this person again. For, but that there's a little bit of a gap between mm. the thing that makes you angry and then the thing that talks you out of being angry. But yes. I still have that. It's still there. And I intellectualize it and I rationalize it very, very quickly to where no one would never would ever know that I had that moment of anger. But um, that's that was so immediate for me, like before a few years ago, whereas like I would just immediately like just poke holes in the logic of why anger should be the response here constantly yeah. plus i'm very logical anyway people always call me spock or whatever because he was logical and never angry but it was a lot of that it was like this doesn't make any anger doesn't make any sense right now why is everyone jumping to that why is everyone in my house angry nothing saw from that and then yeah like i said uh, now i do find myself like realizing oh shit i gotta reel this in you know before yeah. i actually get angry you know yeah it always uh, makes me laugh it always makes me laugh when people when people call Andy Spock, right? I'm like, you you are not a Trekkie and you don't understand <laughs> Vulcans and Spock. If you did, you would know that I'm Spock. Andy's not. Vulcans, Vulcans don't express emotion because they feel emotion stronger than other races. And if they feel emotion strong, they will act in a stronger manner than other races. So they will act out and they will destroy you. That's why Spock controls his emotion. As a black man, I walk around daily just keeping a tight rein on how I feel. Because if you, if you show anger, people get upset. If you, if you smile too much, people, it upsets people. If you, if you talk too loud, people upset you. you know? So I keep a tight, tight, tight rein on everything. That's why it upsets me to no end when I am getting mad and people go to dismiss it. That shit drives me up the fucking wall. You know, I'm mad. And it's like, oh, you know, you should just calm down and just. just, just. I think no, also, I'm mad. It's, I have a reason to be mad. And I think also people don't recognize me. how mad you get, right? Because you're really good at expressing it in a succinct way. 
So like they they think like, oh, he's he's mad. And right. I can tell because he's saying like, well, you know, why I find it to be da 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 da. But what they don't realize is the inner voice of Randolph was like, this is on like it's, it might as yeah. well be yelling. But the yeah. outer voice is very like, uh, like let me couch this in this way. What do you think about this? Like, right. Right. <laughs> I was upset. As I was upset about something, the job, and this girl suggested that I that I uh, after we finished talking, you know, you should think about meditation. I was like, okay, I'm about to flip everything in this table, everything in this room. <laughs> How fucking dare you even think that you could suggest that to me? What the fuck are you? What the fuck are you crazy? I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? You think you can talk to me like? You think you can say something to me like that? You, you think that was mad? Let me show you what mad really looks like. Let me take this computer and throw it up against this fucking wall. Right. And then I'll show you what mad looks like. Let me flip everything in here over. Okay. Let me just start breaking shit. Let me just. And show then she's you what like, she's like, so no, then. Right. <laughs> So Matthew, I think it's my cue to be. You think I'm in the gym picking up 400 pounds for no good fucking reason at all? You just think but, that I just do that because I like to do that? That what you? But think? like smash cut to that afternoon, right? I'll try his meditation for the first time. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? All right, my bad. I owe you a computer. Yeah, J- Jenny might be right. You know, it's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. That shit makes me fucking furious. And by the way. I would never say no shit like that to somebody. If you mad, fucking get the man. Get that shit out. I remember watching t- a tennis match one time, and this dude was sitting on the side. He did a bad shot, and he was sitting there. He would just take his racket, and he just banged it on the uh, – sitting there just banging this racket until it was broken. Then he threw it off to the side, took another one out, unwrapped it, banged it, banged it, banged it until it was broke. He went through four rackets doing that, just Bang. And the announcers were like, I can't believe he's doing this. I was like, I can. <laughs> I fully believe it. Get it all out. <laughs> I fully believe it. Get it, get it all out. They should have they given Ron Artest some tennis rackets. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that might have saved a lot of things because, you know, everybody's talking about like anger. That's, Go ahead. that's the whole thing about the malice at the palace. And when, once you once I heard that, I was like, oh, but he was he was actually laying down. Trying, trying to, to. yeah yeah and that's the whole part of it that that's that has stuck with me i'm like so he was trying to decompress and these motherfuckers just threw some shit on him because he was laying there i'm like well now you get this work <laughs> no, no, no. i didn't i didn't have time to decompress it all you know because like i say everybody kind of deals with anger very very differently because my thing is I am I am very uh, I'm a loud person. So a lot of times when I'm talking to people, people think I'm angry and I'm not angry. I'm just loud. That's the worst. Ain't that the worst? Like like I'm like like I'm just I'm just a very excited person. So I'm very animated and I'm very loud. So people don't understand. I'll be like, they'll be like, are you? I was like, no, 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 baby. This this right. This this is not anger. Like like like. You 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 don't know what anger is for for particularly me. And the thing is. And then it was talking about six years ago, how you have that underlying anger. Uh, yeah, I had that underlying anger and it snuck up on me uh, and, and it came out in the show in various different ways. And yeah. it, it was there. And I didn't even realize I constantly expressed it until Roger set me down one day. He was like, baby, somebody right. He was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope. He was like, what's, what's happening? What's going on? And then I had to realize, oh, I'm angry and I'm mad and I'm upset. And I don't know what to do with this hurt, with this pain, with the disappointment of this country that I love letting me down. And these white people tripping, like, what do I do? I want to choke somebody. And I didn't know how to express it. I just, I, I just want to burn everything around me motherfucking down because
because in my mind, I was like, how dare you bitches do this to me? You know? Right. And so uh, I know it sounds wild, but what I started doing, I had to start running. I hadn't ran in a while because of COVID, but I started running. We ran off top of exercise. When I started running, and I know it might sound weird. It was like all my anger. I beat that shit into the ground. It was like the more I ran, the better I felt. <laughs> weird. It's in, it's in your body releases endorphins when you exercise, particularly if you actually put yourself into a into a, a steady state, steady state aerobic, steady state workout. Your body releases endorphins. When I didn't work out for two weeks at the end of the year, I felt I didn't feel good mentally. And I, I had to let my body rest for two weeks at the end of the year. And I didn't lift. And it was Courtney who was like, I was like, I'm feeling really angry, feeling anxiety up the up one side and down there. And Courtney's like, you ain't been lifting. I said, oh, that's right. <laughs> that's that's right. I haven't been lifting. He was like, you ain't been lifting. That's why you're feeling all this weird and waking up in the middle of the night. You're feeling anxiety because you, you and and there is no worse anxiety than middle of the night anxiety. And you wake yeah. up in the middle of the night and it's dark. And it's and like, brain won't shut down. I see Keith nodding and everything is like, oh, you awake? Let's talk about this. And you're like, God, <laughs> man, you, there's no worse anxiety than that shit. Because everything is coming for you <laughs> in the middle of the night, you know? And so I, when I'm not, when I'm not lifting heavy or working out heavy, that shit just comes crowding in. I'm like, I don't know how I was doing this before. I really don't. I don't know how I was just must have been yeah. white knuckling holding on, I guess. I'm I like, guess just trying to make it. And, and, and y'all, the thing about it is that a lot of people uh, and I tell people I am a genuinely happy going person. And I think Roger is like one of the few people that have actually seen me like really, really highly angry and upset. Most people have never seen me upset. And what they think my upset is, it really isn't. And so I tell people uh, and, and, and one of my things that set me off, you know how you was talking about how the person telling you to calm down. One thing that, that sets me off is taking my kindness as as a weakness or or, or, or or looking at me at my kindness and automatically smacking a sucker upside my forehead. Mm-hmm. You know, because like my thing is I might be slow to a lot of things and I might not catch on as quick as everybody else for a lot of things. But when I do catch on and I realize certain things, that's when I become angry. And my anger is very the, dogmatic. Oh, 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 you, 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 you think I'm boo-boo the fool. Yeah, oh. yeah right. It's, 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 it's like that, that switch changes. And for me, I, I become very dogmatic because for me, I let shit ride. Like, I, okay, Roger, know me. I don't care about a lot of shit. But I feel like this, if I have to take the time to take my undivided, my precious time and my undivided attention and turn towards you because you have made me mad or upset, you're getting all my attention and you don't want all my attention because that means I'm not doing anything else but giving you all my motherfucking energy. And that's not a good place to be. So that's why I don't get upset. I try to stay away from that. Yeah, I never I never found um, comfort in anger. I think some people do Mm -hmm. They find comfort in it. And it's an illusion of control. I've always been drawn toward comfort. In fact, I was listening to when you guys, when I think Rod's first or second night in New York talking about you hadn't eaten anything yet. And it was all the adjustments. I know exactly what that is. Cause I, if, if I'm out of my routine, if I'm out of my comfort zone, it doesn't like, I'm just not, I'm not, I can't yeah. get comfortable. So I seek I've, my whole life. I've sought out comfort and to, sometimes to my detriment, like not going on the road enough as a comic. Cause I hated the long drive and the shitty hotel and all that stuff. Could have climbed up the ladder, but it wouldn't be comfortable. But I've always sought comfort my whole life. And anger never gave me comfort. And so, yeah. and I know there are people who who have 
who need it for for some for certain reasons because they 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 blow off steam and you know for sometimes in toxic ways they go online and they troll people mm-hmm. and they just put it out on display they you know they do things that are fucked up but I've just never found it anything about it that appealed to me so that's why I'm always trying to get out of it I'm always running away from discomfort and running toward comfort no matter I, also what. for me I know I can't stay angry long enough to use it as proper motivation yeah so I know that if I underpin something with like anger is going to be the thing that gets me through like i'll quit eventually because mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm always trying to find balance yeah and so like anger to me is not balanced like I, I like i feel out of control plus whenever i'm angry things that i've done i i've ended up regretting some of that shit and it's not that i've been wrong yeah right so to a third party observer if i described what i did they'd be like well you were totally justified right you were upset and uh da 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 I feel wrong because I I didn't make that decision with a full conscientious evaluation of everything. Like I've and I've you know I've said done like podcast episodes, man, and the audience is like, yes, fuck that person, blah blah. blah. <laughs> and then like a couple of days later, I'm on the show. I'm like, actually, I, I kind of got to apologize. I was out of control, and uh, some of that shit I said was very insulting to these people. And uh, you know, the crux of my argument is actually really about this thing. It's not. It's not about calling that person a cunt. That's kind of just some other shit that made me feel right. good on Tuesday. <laughs> but you know, just in then, general, that's yeah. not something I like to say. And, and there's, a, there's a lot of people out there that probably got insulted by that. That 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 probably deserve better. Blah blah blah. And that's and that's not a guide for anyone else. It's for myself. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I don't. If my friend would have got on the air and said this person's a cunt, I would have been like, all right, cool. Like that's how you feel. But for me, I'd be like, nah, I could have expressed that cleaner. So I think that's where I come from. But shit, the people that can tap into anger as motivation, a lot of times, like my brother, I envy them. My brother, he he, anger was a fuel for him, and it made him successful in life. But like when my Mm -hmm. parents split and things got real fucked up, my grades went down, his grades went up because he Mm -hmm. was like, I'll show them, I'll show you, you know, like whatever. Uh, I'm gonna use anger. So he channeled it. I could never sit in anger like that. To, to it could never motivate me because I just couldn't I wouldn't be comfortable just being angry. But for him, it was like that's what got him out of bed in the morning for a long time. To I don't make know him, if it's interesting enough, but I I have uh, I see great value in anger, mm-hmm. but I see great value in in any emotion that you feel is valuable. Yes, that you feel is, is yes is um valid it's it's how you express the emotions is where the problems begin i see Mm -hmm. i used to say i used to say anger was a negative emotion i stopped saying that Mm -hmm. like i I went to therapy i stopped saying that because emotions don't have value to them you know what i mean i was make when i said that i was then making it seem like that was the wrong it was wrong for me to ever feel angry which is not true that things Mm -hmm. happen and it's okay to be upset about them Mm -hmm. the thing is i like i look at anger as and i say this i say this quite a bit do you know how angry you have to be as as martin luther king to march how many miles in a fucking sunday suit and hard Mm -hmm. soul shoes that's that there's a level of rage there that you have to carry because that's that's what has to drive you to do that i'm really mad about the situation and this is what i have to i have to let myself get hit in the head and arrested Mm-hmm. Dog sit on me. What a hose is. That's anger. That that's anger that fuels that. I'm angry at what's going. What's happening to my people, 
and this is how I can express it and fit and fix this. You know, and this is the anger that I feel. Anger, anger is anger is valuable. Fred Hammond, Fred Hampton, excuse me. That's the girl made that mistake on the uh she made that dance. She's showing enough made that mistake. Fred Hampton, when he would go and meet with all these different people, it's an anger that drives you to say, All right, I'm gonna go get everybody else that's angry. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. through force of my will bring these people together that's what the fuck i'm gonna do (laughs) watch me do it watch me do it you know it's anger that it's anger that that brings these things to you it's how you express that anger are you are you just lashing out unfocused and me and my brother all the years we've studied martial arts every martial arts instructor will tell you it's it's how you express the how you express the motion through your art is where if you lose control of yourself in a fight, you're done. But if you take the, if you take what you feel and you channel it into what you're doing, you can do you can do great things. <laughs> you know, if you channel it correctly, you can you, you can do great things. It's unchanneled, unfocused. That's when it becomes a problem. Yes, unchanneled, unfocused. You're not doing anything with it. You're just kind of sitting in it. You have to learn learn how to use it. And as Tanya says, don't let it kill you. You have to learn how not to let it consume you. But here's the thing. If you don't express it, then it will consume you and it will kill you. Yes, And and as a black man going to therapy, it took me years to learn that. Yeah, and also, Randolph, you have to acknowledge that it's there. So many people are angry about a lot of different shit and they're hurt and they won't even acknowledge that this emotion is around them. They carry it. They carry it like an overcoat and everybody can feel it. But if you don't acknowledge it, it's not going anywhere. And so... It's hard to do, though, Karen. Who's the only anger in this country? Whose anger in this country is validated? Whose? Whose anger is validated? Thank you. They're the only ones. <laughs> you know, this fucking this fucking guy on the on the court, uh, the the drunk, the beer drinker. Yeah, Kavanaugh. Uh, I like beer. Court, he got to he got to sit in his in his fucking hearing on on national TV and just act like an angry toddler. Act like an angry toddler. And he got a nobody gets to do that. Nobody gets to do that except him. And it's and it was validated. You know, Barack Obama couldn't even raise his voice and people weren't weren't freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You know, no woman gets to do that. If you're a woman and you're angry, you're called hysterical. If you're a black man, they'll call the cops. If you're a Mexican man, they call in the cops. You know, if you're an Asian person, they laugh at you because you're probably you might slip off into your language. You oh, look at the little language. Yeah, that's when they laugh at you. They dismiss you. But if you're a white fan, you get to be angry. Mm-hmm. So, Andy, I don't know why. What you doing? <laughs> Just, <laughs> man, I gotta tap into this. Missing out on the opportunity. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Andy and Mike McDaniel played this whole white man thing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> If I could go back and change one thing about myself, I'd be more white. That's what I would do. Look at it. That's just the way it is. So you learn, you learn. I can, I'm sure women do the same thing. You learn to squelch it. You learn to hold it in, carry it around, and then you get home, you beach kids. (laughs) And that that happens a lot. So for a lot of people. So that's why you have to learn how to how to let the emotions come, sit in it, and let it process because i think a lot of people don't process anger if they processed it and get to the root you could actually kill it but a and lot of people don't want to process men, it. there's a whole other hierarchy that they got it they got to deal mm-hmm. with inside of inside of whiteness so kavanaugh gets to gets to talk that shit but 
the motherfucker who is changing your oil, the white man is changing your oil. He don't get to talk like that. He don't get to be mad. Motherfucker, mm-hmm. who you talking to? That's why he up there January the 6th. He's motherfucking oil. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, that's the thing, too. Like, anger is a great motivator, but what maybe an even greater one is fear. And if you can make white people feel afraid for something, then that's they give you everything. They give you their money. They'll turn over their their, their right for benefits. They was like, oh, we're scared. Here's everything. Take the bank. Yeah. They'll storm the yep. capital because they're afraid yep. of a country being destroyed, whatever that means to them. Yeah, they set all the khakis and citronella candles. <laughs> citronella, yeah. You know. Oh, citronella, my bad. <laughs> I, I believe in, I believe in a full range of emotion. I believe, I believe in that. It's just, what are you doing with it? Where is it going? How are you using it? You know, I love. When white people when white people get angry, they go buy shit out. I've always wanted somebody to protest me like that. If they get mad at Nike, they buy the Nikes. If they get mad at LeBron James, they buy his jersey. I, get mad at me and protest me. Come on over here and get all get all the three guys on premium and get angry about it and then turn around and, and pay for a year subscription and then turn around and just so be mad. mad. <laughs> burn be, burn your computer up. Good. Yeah, be, be mad. <laughs> I like that type of anger, Thank that you. financial anger. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm going to just buy them. I'll buy some shoes and burn them. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. What's your size? Would you like to, pal? Hey, why don't you give them to me? I'll go burn them for you. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. You won't be around. Hey, what did y'all think of uh, this uh, this thing? We'll hold that one for the end. That'll be fun. Um, I kind of want to talk about my shelter for you. Yeah, let's go ahead now. Uh, listen. Y'all know I like to say they just went ahead and went home. Y'all know I like to say that, right? Mm-hmm. But I never knew where Michelle Tafoya even was before this started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> before she made her. And I can't even call it a heel turn because this may have been who she always is. I don't, we don't know her. All I know is she was pretty good on the sidelines of football games back when I was watching. You know? Then I saw her talking that right wing shit on the view. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's who she is. So now she's now she's made the full, I'm gonna go ahead and, and stop CRT. That's that's her goal. I well, guess. she left her, that's why she left her job as a sideline yeah, reporter. They didn't push her out. She was making she was making a couple million dollars a year at that point. Yeah. Because so she's, she's top, um, she's making top shelf money, <laughs> you know. She doesn't want her kids learning about skin right. color. She's work. She's working for a can like a what a gubernatorial campaign, I think, or right. something like that in Minnesota. And what's interesting about her is that she went on. She she went right to a white nationalist website to uh, announce the announce the bullshit and talk about the bullshit. So you go on Tucker Carlson and think of, it's all about color blindness. But it's it's funny how whiteness is whiteness gets to decide who who is of color or black what is racist or racism mm-hmm. and how to fix racist or racism ways and all of their ways to fix it is we're all the same so we just won't talk about it and if you talk about it you're the real racist which is the which is the shit she's on and it's pretty fucking disgusting it also makes me look at the people who 
I'm waiting to see who's going to strap on the cape for her of, of from us. I ain't seen it yet, mm-hmm. but I'm like, and not the Jason Whitlocks of the world. That's too obvious. The- I can't believe she waited this long to f- finally talk about Kaepernick. Like, she really missed her window. Yeah. Who gives a fuck about what people think about Kaepernick it's now? It's a fool down like, now. Like, I understand yeah. that it's signaling, right? You know, Yeah, that's what she's doing. But it's just such a, like, damn, you late, girl. You couldn't find no better example? Like, no. it had to be some new black shit. You couldn't, like... Why is she talking about... Why is she talking about Brian Flores? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, she missed the CRT boat because she, like, tried she to get some CRT bars in there and nobody gave a fuck. So she went back to old faithful Colin Kaepernick. Right. Oh, yeah, that's that's the yeah. playbook now. Trust, he, he, he going to be in the repertoire for years. Well, you see the Republicans are going to going to Hillary Clinton. At least Fox News is. They're going to Hillary yeah. Clinton. This is we're just gonna Biden is only doing this to take the light off of Hillary Clinton. That's the only reason we're going. Really? That's why we're we're talking about going no, to you know what it tells you though. Ukraine. That's why <laughs> it tells it tells you this is why this is why I, I do not regret voting for Biden. Me nope. either. They Me cannot either. find they- shit on this man. Mm-hmm. They are trying with mm-hmm. his whiteness and his manness. Is it's like now, a shield. It's, it's like it's they, reflecting that shit. Every day Fox News has then, to wake up to come up with shit to talk about about Democrats. And, they're like, what, what about his white man's son? Like, same problem. Right. They, <laughs> they can't, like, even his son being a drug addict, they're like, nobody cares. He's a He's white also man. He's a white man. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh-huh. it's crazy. The shit about it is that who, you know who I've seen talking about Biden is black folks trying to defend Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that a lot. Yeah, I saw, hey, hey, look, I don't know if I was on here when this happened, but, like, remember when, like, d- 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 Joe Biden called, like, Steve Ducey a-, a moron or some shit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that, that lasted less than a day. That c- The controversy was <laughs> over the next day. Bro, this is beautiful. I wish. They were like, oh, he that's why we voted for him. said that he was sorry. You know, yeah, people and they ain't trying to say something like that. They're like, he really calls you. She was like, uh, yes, yeah. y'all know. I think Biden woke up and he just sprayed himself with right man repellent, and he was just <laughs> blocking everything. Couldn't name nothing gonna stick it's to me, so, baby. He just shimmying I, everywhere, and everything just falling off. It's the kind of thing you can't really get people to understand mm-hmm. to appreciate because you're talking about the absence of something, right? We're talking about right. the, the absence of controversy. But damn, man, this is good. This yeah. is better than I thought it would be. Well, you just yeah. like, I like fuck you, moron. And then even Fox News later that day is like, he gave me a call. He said, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry for getting a little too, too loose. And I said, <laughs> you know what, tested. President? I understand. And it's fine. I was like, boy, if that would have been Obama, that yeah. shit would have led not just well, Fox, but like MSNBC. Obama, he wouldn't have said it. Because no, that's what I'm saying. Like though, myself, but, but, you got to rein the shit in. And let's never... go to the imaginary world with me, Randolph. Yes, yes okay. Amy, for one second, where Obama calls Steve <laughs> a moron. That leads, not Fox News, MSNBC right. leads yeah. with he needs to be reprimanded and he's gone too far. This is a beautiful world right now. Right, mm-hmm. right. Wake right. up and no worries. Like, you don't have to worry about the president being stupid. Even the people at the job were like... Uh, well, there's a level of dignity that Joe Biden should carry. I was like, man, please, where was all that when when Trump? <laughs> no, people were saying it for Donald Trump too. I'm like, no, stop no, I didn't it. Know they wouldn't. Yeah, stop I was talking. I was talking to uh, one of the writers, 
and he used to write for like uh like one of the real liberal like joke shows you know he was like yeah we was banging on biden the last year because you know just because you you know a democrat don't mean da 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 and everybody was like y'all need to stop what about trump blah 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 and i was like and so i let him go off for like 10 minutes or whatever and then when it got done i was like yeah, yeah, I'm still with the Democrats, though, after everything you right, said. Right, like, like, ain't the, shit gonna change. Said, I'm not voting of the, Republican. Of the choices you just gave me, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm, like, waking up putting on Democrat buttons and blue, but of them two choices, clearly that was a, a better choice than the yeah, other these, choice. These dumbass, I'm I'm a real progressive. No, you weren't, because if you were, you'd have voted for Hillary Clinton, because that right, was the exactly, yeah. Progressive, right. the base of progressive is progress. You voted against progress, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, no, you know, I respect your principles. And obviously we agree. Like, it's not like I'm sitting up here going like, you know, I've never seen a racist Democrat. We all know. Yeah. But you just got <laughs> to understand. Not the, that's not the point here. That's yeah, not what that, that ain't the point. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> Damn so you, funny. motherfucker. <laughs> that shit was so funny because like I let him go the whole time. I was like, and it was like us and then like a non-black person too. So I was like, all right, well, don't don't want to sound <laughs> don't want to sound like a coon here, but uh yeah, I'll be voting Democrat again this year too. No surprise. <laughs> so what you want me to do, man? What you want me to do? You want me to vote Green Party? Green You're Party. Right. I unfortunately do not live in New York. Okay, so I will be voting Democrat <laughs> in my motherfucking purple ass state. You got damn right. They try to take my vote today. I'm good. Right. <laughs> and have another secret meeting and we'll be slaves. I don't want that bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Like, we woke up the next day and everything had flipped overnight. They was like, y'all voted for this. No, bitch. They had a 2 a.m. session. Like Y'all got it so good up here. Y'all mad the wrong Democrat one. Like that's right. a privilege, motherfucker. Eric Adams is a privilege in any other state, but but I get it. But but understand where y'all coming from? This motherfucker is probably like the progressive nigga in Mississippi. Like like it ain't. We ain't all playing the same game. No, I'm sorry. Well, let's uh, uh let's let's wrap the Michelle Tafoya up with fuck Michelle Tafoya. Let's do that. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Huh? Let's jump to. Let's finish this off with this. I don't even know how you find this, Andy. Model with a supersized booty can't find love because men are. Oh, yeah. We okay. talked about her. Now, I'm just looking, I'm just looking ah, at. For those who haven't seen the article, picture oh in your mind goodness. what this woman looks like. The, the headline is again, it's model with supersized booty can't find love because men are afraid of her butt. Oh, my God. Look at her butt. So. Oh, my God. Look at her butt. It is so. Big. When I read the uh, the headline, my first thought was Serena Williams and a majority of white men. That was my first thought. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Just coward at cowards. <laughs> that was okay. my that was my first thought. I'm gonna then I opened up the thing and I was like, what is this? I'm gonna what, scroll what is- down slowly because there's some people in the chat who haven't seen this woman. Um, okay, see, it was just let me know, guys, in the chat when you become afraid. Hmm. I like white girls more better <laughs> than pogs. Pog. That's not pog. Fat this is not real. This is a, there's a, like a right angle here. That's not yeah. real. What's going it, on? It yeah, she's addicted look- to a plastic surgery or that's, something. That's yes, that, yeah, that's fog. F a w g. That's fog. Fake ass. Like, <laughs> Fake ass white girl. Yeah. Fog. Yeah. Yeah. This does sound like somebody that has an addiction. 
Her yeah. face, she's had shit done in her face too. Look at her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah, she's had a lot of surgeries. surgeries. Oh, um, she's Serbian and Swedish. Natasha, you know what? Brown. I have to apologize to Damien. Okay, the, the dating game has changed. You're right, brother. <laughs> That's true. We I didn't, didn't notice what you was dealing with. We didn't have to deal with this kind of fake yeah, ass. We did, we weren't dealing with this. This is uh, <laughs> this is totally different in 2000. A whole new level. Oh. 2020. Um, whole, 2020 she has sorry. an Instagram too, I believe. But uh, we'll get to that. So the the beauty's booty is this is a New York Post. This beauty's booty is budding in the way of romance. That's New York Post, all right. <laughs> <laughs> she needs an assist. Okay, so this <laughs> woman with a supersized booty says she's struggling uh, to find love because men are afraid, quote, afraid of her surgically enhanced posterior. Natasha Crown, 27. She this woman is oh, she's damn. only 27. Oh, that surgery aged her. Oh, that's not her, it's not your butt that they're afraid of, girl. Yeah. Has undergone five Brazilian butt lifts in a bid to have quote the biggest bum in the world, uh, but the operation. I feel like that shouldn't count. count. No, you know what I'm saying? Not. It's like the Guinness World Book of Records, but you had surgery to get a longer neck. Like that's not that's not the same as the regular long neck people that that did it traditionally. It's like doping in the Olympics, you know? Like this, right. this can't be. Look at that next sentence. BBLs or Brazilian butt lifts have exploded in popularity in recent years. With many women covered in Kardashian, Kardashian style, Kardashian yeah, style, Kardashian yeah. style curves. That's, that's what we're doing. That's what we. I doing? mean, you know, okay. In fairness, that sentence is legit. We're just looking at the worst possible example. Like that <laughs> is true. Everything in that sentence checks. I know a lot of women, black, white, whatever, that are like, man, Doctor Miami did that, but they didn't do like this. Beyonce is not walking this planet. When it comes to stuff like that, or mm-hmm. Serena, or you know, I just love how we do that. <laughs> People right. love some, yeah, but see, that's that's not BBLs. That's the see, right now, here, so you, you got to understand the sinister homegrown. <laughs> what he's saying is women that don't have that, they know they ain't gonna be Serena and Beyonce. Say, I do like the idea of surgery that can make me look like that. And who's the best example? Them Dashians, because we've right. seen the before mm-hmm. yeah, and we've seen, seen the after. They, and yeah, been the on, they got their 10 year TV shows. So yeah, it worked. She was cute before. Oh, before. She was cute. Yeah, there's cute. nothing wrong with her. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. She had, she had thick thighs. She probably had like hips, but not a lot of ass. Yeah, yeah. And then like. she let that fuck her up, man. She, she has spent $150,000 on surgery. Oh, a whole ass house. Girl, you could have stayed the same, spent $150 yeah. and just fucked like regular Mac looking in that picture. My God. Oh, oh man. So, oh, no. Yeah, so this, oh, is, Jesus. this is from her Instagram. Walking. Oh, no, that's not it. She can barely move. She just had this, just a shot of her walking away from the camera. Jesus you can't sue them for malpractice. Like, there's no ethical line for these surgeons. That's what's <laughs> when you're the sixth. When you're the sixth BBL, there's no like police that come in as a sting operation in and Miami arrest you. Miami BSL. Bro, I um, can show you all kinds CSI. of BBLs that blow this away. All naturals that blow this away. Black, white, and but also though, I can show you women that have had surgery that blow this away too. Yes, like yeah, yeah I, like every sur- this is a lot of surgery. This is yes. not the normal. It doesn't even look natural. Surgery. There's I mean, women that have surgeons, surgery that look good. 
plastic surgeons have like a lot of them have ethics where they won't do this. Right. right. They, they yeah, a lot of them be like, no, I'm not going to be the eighth person to operate on you. Yeah, plenty that will. <laughs> we are going on a date tonight. Where would you take me to a first, psychiatrist? First comment to oh, a psychiatrist. No. When he likes. No, <laughs> no. That's oh gross. man! Oh. oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> that I die damn, laughing every time on TikTok. The comments are so mean. God damn, you're disgusting to look at. Two Jesus. laughing emojis. Oh no! 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 Oh man! Double yes. tragic drama, but it's your decision. That but is your decision doing a lot of work. Yes. <laughs> that's that. That's no. That's all respect due, right? <laughs> Just no two million followers. Damn, your wife looking good. Like, <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Uh, there's a there's a sad flip side. I, there's a story that I bookmarked that I didn't uh, pull up. A woman dumped at New York City Hospital with multiple buttox injections. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. But it's doing shit like this. And then to top it off, Dunks closed this week. Anytime she, anytime she has a walking video, a video of her walking, that music should be playing. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don- donks closed this week, and they turned off the comments on the post that the, where they said and I, said I, they I closed. the donks. Wondering if somebody rolled up in the donks, like if they had like a an official, like somebody come up in there, like you can't do this shit in here no more. Oh, you can't. Damn, the they restricted the profile. Oh, if because I'm not logged in on this browser. Oh, but okay. On my yeah, other browser, yeah. I can see it. So it's oh, okay. restricted that? it to log in donks is that club that's like hooters but for booties is in nashville we did we talked about it on the podcast i don't know if it was on that episode oh, okay but donks yeah. it was they were i mean they was getting it up in there i, I didn't <laughs> see no mask and it's in nashville so i know the COVID was up in that beach, oh i remember we talked about that yeah that place was too. lit they had like a yeah. butt contest every thursday yeah, they uh, they shut down. And but I looked at their Instagram, and they definitely had like a couple other times within the last couple of months where they were like, "Hey, we're closed this weekend." Um, it had to be the COVID. COVID or yeah, they've they had COVID outbreaks. Guarantee you. And because I mean, staff, when I say no precautions, yeah. y'all, I mean, I mean, was I was like, on COVID the site. Who? I was on that page a lot, and let me tell you, <laughs> doing research, and uh, not a mask to be found. <laughs> They're posting for research donks. purposes. Donks will be closed until further notice. We appreciate your understanding and support. And then the actual caption says, Donks will be closed until further notice to revamp our business. We are temporarily closing to take the time to stop all operations, evaluate our business model, and make necessary changes in several different areas of our business structure. Maybe they're going to build a champagne room. Um, Maybe they're just building it out. Because if you scroll back on the timeline, which it looks like they've taken a lot of stuff off the timeline, but if you scroll back, it was only like, Two weeks ago, there was a post saying we're hiring. So yeah, and it's it's weird to say reevaluate business model. Yeah, what does that like, mean? What y'all were having swimsuit contests every Thursday? That you to believe that you know some sort of something legal popped yeah. up on them. I think I'm feeling like yeah. no, y'all yeah. got a license. Yeah. It's like they was they was having mm. some sort of contest, and that shit got buck wild. Yes, <laughs> and the IRS and somebody showed up. I was like, "What y'all doing up in this bitch?" Some titties popped out, and they said, "Now you ain't got a strip club license. You're not licensed for this." <laughs> so, like, there's 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 money on the ground that is clearly stripper money. Yeah. And wing y'all ain't paying no stripper tax code shit. Yeah, you're not licensed for this. So get licensed yeah. for this. And- Oh, they go shopping. What's up, baby? Yeah, yeah I mean, IS was were... like, we ain't getting none of them singles. 
they're gonna come back as a strip club. We reevaluated the model and <laughs> yeah, we, was bullsh- mean, we was bullshitting with these wings. I don't know yeah. what we was thinking. <laughs> well, no, we're still gonna sell these wings, but right. but the <laughs> ass is where it was at. We <laughs> we went and got a food license, we needed an ass license. Okay. <laughs> the food wasn't bringing license. nobody up in here. <laughs> And then their caption had, a, I think, a, I thought, I don't know if it was a pun or what they said. And, we're here, evaluate. Comes Keith, and here comes Keith Blair, Donk's brand reopening, back built better. <laughs> Come on, back built better. They're going to have that Instagram model there like, oh, y'all said something about built backs? Right. Mine was built from scratch. Keith put a, Keith put a, put a uh, comma she just, She shows up, she's got built. scaffolding all over her ass. Like, <laughs> it's always in the process of being built. <laughs> uh, the donk's caption says uh, we're going to evaluate our business model and make necessary changes in several different areas of our business structure in order to be successful when we crack the doors back open for business things will be a little different oh not crack yeah, see, crack crack thank all of you for your under crack like the crack of that ass that crack yeah, yeah, they support. took down they took down a lot of the booty contests yeah. uh-huh Somebody huh. did some undercover sting. It was like, Tell y'all ain't you. got no business doing this. Some something legal happened. <laughs> yes. Legal happened. Yes. They, they had somebody doing a sting. It was like, y'all breaking all the rules. All the rules are being Hey, broken. baby, how you doing? We got a baby sighting. I sent a baby before. Yeah, they're going to know the baby. Yes, we're talking to you. We're talking to you. Yeah, a lot of their Instagram is like pictures of food. and then Yeah, flyers. They used to have a lot of videos of women like walking up right. and down. They took a lot of those down. And we got a we got a baby girl sighting for a second. There we go. We got babies everywhere. Well, I guess I gotta take That's this place off my dream places to visit. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna reopen and probably be wings, corny. Actually. They're gonna reopen. Yeah. They're gonna reopen. They're they gonna reopen and yeah. be corny. Yeah, ma- ima- imagine the person that was like, that was my wing spot. Then now they sad. They're gonna open. No, it's gonna be a thing. it's gonna be a donkey themed restaurant. <laughs> That's the thing. They're gonna come to <laughs> That's going to cut into a little bit of the business because men aren't going to be able to tell their wives. Well, I'm just going to donks. It's not like right. Or nothing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, it's, bar, I'm bro. just going to watch the game. Get some wings. <laughs> it's a sports bar. I no, no, no. Don't, probably... follow on, don't follow on Instagram. No. Yeah. You don't, you don't need yeah they that. probably promote it like a sports bar. It's like Hooters. But then you're going to get a whole new demographic, which is, I don't know if, you know. I mean, yeah, as long as, as long as they don't turn to the cabaret. You give love a bad name. They, they ain't going that route. They they nah. trying to they trying to they trying to stay in the hood. Yeah, <laughs> they trying to stay in the hood. They know who their who their business model is. They're trying to figure out how to get them in the doors. Yeah, they I mean, they, they, they ain't enough for that hard stumping. You be like, oh girl, your legs. They gonna be able to survive off of that just for. They gonna be able to survive off of the name reputation for at least a few more months. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's gonna be a whole lot of brothers checking in just to be like, y'all. Uh, Y'all back y'all all the way back because y'all still bullshit. Okay, looking right. through the door. <laughs> right. All right, just let yeah, me get some fries then. Let me get they some. They have fries. a lot of random cars pulling up. Yes, Mark. They're gonna peeking through the windows. Right. They better black the windows out. They'll be like, why I... is their fingerprints all on our glass? I thought I heard table dance playing. Uh that was that was just that was I, okay. I, so I, y'all I, was just I, I okay. thought I heard a beat drop. Oh, oh, oh okay. I, did, did, did I smell some fish frying? Oh no, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. I'm so y'all weren't playing hoop the whoop. There it is. That was just that commercial with the ice cream. Okay, cool. Okay. I'll be back. All right. I'll be back. All right. I guess not today, guys. Not today. I like the place of order to go unless uh y'all got something going on in there. Yes. <laughs> They were like, why is this lonely man outside throwing dollars at the glass? Get, th- th- he got to get time to get off the property. <laughs> what was the what was the 
what was Miss Fucker Body Up's end, end thing? What she wanted to do? Was she just she just wants to have the biggest bum in the world? Was she coming back from this shit, or was she just gonna stay? She's just gonna stay at it then. That's she's got on some reality shows. I think she yeah. just wants attention. She's she's yes. just uh, like I mean, look, she's getting more work done. Oh, as time Jesus. Goes on. Yeah, it's oh, uh, no. yeah. it's a sickness. It don't look her, natural at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm and like, like I said, nothing wrong with surgery or anything like that. But you go, okay, this is an addiction. Uh, this baby. ain't this ain't good. <laughs> no, because a lot of people have surgery and they look good. Like this, this, this is uh, abnormal. This ain't good. Paul, fat ass white girl. Paul, <laughs> fake ass white girl. <laughs> she says, "I, I like. just love the feeling." Of having a big bum when I walk, My I feel all the jiggling. sexy and powerful. How are you powerful, girl? Yeah, what if that dude would have been leaving all the comments under her Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> you should get another <laughs> surgery. How about some sucky sucky? I just feel like. Oh, no. <laughs> when I walk, I feel all. Ain't nothing jiggling. That shit is hard as a rock. Yeah, that's sad. Oh, yeah, that's not jiggling. I've seen jiggling, baby. Mm-mm. I'm trying to be careful because, I, you know, if somebody gets. Mm-hmm. Plastic surgery or something. I ain't got nothing against that. That's nope. that's, that's it's a lot of plastic surgery women that look great. Mm-hmm. But come on, man, this is crazy. Like that's like the <laughs> doctor should be record. the doctor should be arrested for this shit. <laughs> There's just a limit to everything. This is one of them. You know what I mean? Like, damn, that's like the he, worst example. I mean, the doctor's job has to be a lot harder with all the other work that's happened in there. Yeah. Like, how do you build on top of that? That you doesn't scar tissue in there. That you got to fuck with. You got to get past. Yeah, it's just there's a level of, you know, like be, you know, love your body, do whatever you want to do to it. But there's a level of like, God damn, man, you don't want to go to therapy before you do this next one. That's not exactly love, though. That's not a yeah, love. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's just like there's a level where like I get how you can get plastic surgery and still love your body. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, what, mm-hmm. there's people, you know, maybe you had a mastectomy or some shit. I don't know, but then there's shit where it's just like, girl, come on now, you know. What a nigga got to do to get some sucky sucky around this motherfucker. <laughs> Guess y'all hogs do good for the $40 now. Donald Trump, you done. Gave these bitches some money. Now they acting bougie as fuck. Shit. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> and, that, and that, people, is the perfect place to end this podcast. <laughs> we want to thank Rod join me, in with join me over on the Manosphere for my podcast. <laughs> 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 so you'll be next. That's why Damien really listened for them clips. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know what they talk about, but they be playing that one dude. Now he got game. What a nigga got to do to get some sucky sucky around this motherfucker. Guess y'all pogs too good for the forty dollars now. Donald Trump, you done? Gave these His pogs are too good for forty dollars. <laughs> we want to thank Rod and Karen for joining us. He had a budget. The pog was like uh, 45 bucks. He's like, seriously, you, pogs, again, you think you can overcharge me? I'm going to come make a video. You'll see pogs. It just froze. It just froze. I got to refresh. Oh, hater. <laughs> your, your mic is distorting hard right now. Oh, that's, that's in close. Yeah, you're a little close. I was feeling I got, it. I was- Give me a second. I'm going to pull it back up. Feeling my hip hop and pulling it in. I should have this bookmarked by now. What a nigga got to do to get some sucky sucky around this motherfucker. Guess y'all pogs too good for the $40 now. Donald Trump, you done. Gave these bitches some money. Now they acting bougie as fuck.
We want to thank Damien for dropping us a, a email today. We appreciate you. Uh, no, mm-hmm. know what it came hard. Do to get some sucky, was, sucky not yet, Andy. Not yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> not yet. I'll cue you. My bad. It's, it's, it's just it's on a re- it's on a loop right now. We want to thank. Ah. Uh, <laughs> we want to thank Damien for coming. This we want to thank everybody who listened to us. <laughs> oh shit! What a nigga got to do to get some sucky, sucky around this motherfucker? Guess y'all pogs do good for the forty dollars now. Donald Trump, you done. Gave these bitches some money. Now they acting bougie as fuck. Y'all be sure understand. to come back on Monday. We'll be here for y'all as always. They need uh, $150,000. $40 <laughs> is not going to get them to the goal that, that, that they want. They need that ain't going to cut it. Mm-mm. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. This guy, he's trying to lowball these pogs. <laughs> <laughs> what a nigga got to do to get some sucky, so sucky around us this always we appreciate y'all. Andy? <laughs> What a nigga got to do to get some sucky sucky around this motherfucker. Guess y'all pogs do good for $40 now. Donald Trump, you done. Gave these bitches some money. Is. Now they had them bougie as fuck. Just like so Damien see, coming we back. See y'all. <laughs> we will see y'all. Damien, like, week. you know what? Y'all roasted me, but in all fairness, I'm going to be back next week because y'all was spitting at the end. Yeah. <laughs> is he still listening at this point? <laughs> Did he turn off the podcast? Yeah, man, if he canceled his membership, I'm sorry, y'all. I didn't mean that. I mean, that's what it is, man. He ain't going nowhere. Y'all, you know y'all gonna get that going, Patreon you know email. He's not going anywhere, Rod. You know what? Because we play content like this. You ain't getting. You ain't getting, getting this hard hitting facts, Noels. What a nigga got to do to get some sucky sucky around this motherfucker? Guess y'all pogs do good for the forty dollars now. Donald Trump, you done? Get- he pulls up to a girl on the corner, like, "Hey, I'd like to get some sucky sucky, please." <laughs> He's got two twenties. He's rubbing together. That's the kind of content we offer around these places around here. So you know. <laughs> All right, y'all. So y'all come on back. We'll be, we'll be here for you. Uh, let's take let's take it out, Andy. Get ready. <laughs> All right. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Karen Morrow. I'm Rod Morrow. We have three guys on, and we are out. What a nigga got to do to get some sucky sucky around this motherfucker? Guess y'all pogs do good for the forty dollars now. Donald Trump, you done. Gave these bitches some money. Now they had them bougie as fuck. Shit.